Hi team, this week we are reading chapter 12 from our book. This book is anti-racist, 20 lessons on how to wake up, take action, and do the work. This book was written by Tiffany Jewell. Chapter 12 is called Interrupt. Having more information, new knowledge, and facts as opposed to the whitewashed stories of history is a good start. It's just a start though. You are no longer a person who adheres to the center of of the imaginary box. You have the great capacity to think. This is one of your superpowers. You are able to problem solve and make decisions. You have the power of choice. You are able to pause and reflect. So let's do that for a moment. Grab your notebook and your favorite writing implement. And what is your superpower? Spend a couple minutes making a list of your super amazing powers not the ones you want to have, and not the ones someone else told you that you have. These are the superpowers you have that others may not even recognize. Here's what I wrote down. Dancing, baking bread, reading, spelling, interrupting people to interject my opinions, sharing information, finding things. Now, Let's explore two of these in detail. My first superpower is interruption. Many people around me will probably disagree with me when I share that one of my superpowers is to interrupt others so I can share what's on my mind. They would probably tell you it's annoying, rude, or frustrating, and I'm sure it is to them. But here's the thing about this superpower of mine. It's really quite useful. I have to be mindful of how to use it. If I never use this superpower, when it comes time to use my skills of interruption, it may not work because I'm out of practice or folks won't be used to hearing my voice. And if I constantly interrupt, there's a chance that no one will listen and that I'll be ignored. I practice this superpower when I'm in meetings with other adults. It's a really good time to do that because often the other adults I'm with will say something that's worth interrupting. If I hear someone share a stereotype or a microaggression, I interrupt them. Here's an example. I'm meeting with a bunch of other teachers and hear someone say, well, I don't see color. Race isn't really an issue in my classroom. I could just ignore them, but because I know that's a microaggression and because my superpower is interrupting, I can take action. I can go ahead and interject. I don't need to wait for them to finish their monologue. I shouldn't let them go on because other folks might start agreeing with them and they'll all start congratulating one another on not seeing race. 
so I can say that is not okay. You can start with simple and clear phrases like I often do. And then you can continue because folks will definitely be listening now. I can continue to say, it is important to see and acknowledge and understand that your students are different. By working to actively not see the race and skin color of your students and their families, you are denying them. You are denying them of their histories. You are denying them of their racial and ethnic background. You are basically saying you don't care about who they are. You are trying to make them the same and fit into the imaginary box. Your classroom only teaches the dominant culture of white supremacy. At this point, the person I interrupted will not be happy. A few other folks in the room won't be happy either. No one likes being called out on their racism, but it does need to happen. There will always be folks in the room who are listening and agreeing with you. You are not alone, even if you are the only one using your voice and speaking truth at the moment. It is okay if people are not happy with this. It is okay for them to be uncomfortable. Racism is not a comfortable existence for Black, Brown, and Indigenous folks of the global majority. Comfort will not end racism. There's a good chance the person I interrupted will deny they are racist, or they will try to dismiss me by saying something like, why do you always make this about race? Or they might say something like, you are being racist against white people. They might even say something like, are you saying I'm racist? And try to turn the conversation into a discussion on how they couldn't possibly be racist because they're nice. Being racist against white people is not a thing. Remember, racism is personal prejudice and this system the systemic misuse and abuse of power by institutions. So I can have prejudice against white people, but there is no system that has been put in place for centuries to keep white people oppressed. In our society, reverse racism is not real. People will bring it up from time to time and you can remind them that personal prejudice is indeed real. However, institutions continue to misuse power to maintain a racist foundation against Black, Brown, and Indigenous folks. Therefore, the only people who benefit from that are white people. Contrary, contrary to the dictionary definition, racism is more than just the personal prejudice part of the equation. By not allowing yourself to see someone's race, you are not seeing them as a whole person. You are looking at them through a skewed lens. You see them only how you want to see them. You are looking at them through your lens of comfort. You are not seeing your students and their families how they want to and need to be seen. 
is another way I can address my teacher. You can address their claim of not being racist with the quote from political activist, scholar, and author Angela Davis. Quote, in a racist society, it is not enough to be non-racist. We must be anti-racist, end quote. Then you can explain that we live in a racist society. Being non-racist will not change our current situation of racism. It may make you feel like you are a good person, but it once again reinforces racism. There is no action in being non-racist. You may be conscious of not saying racist statements, and you yourself may feel like you are making a difference by sharing a quote from an African poet on social media. The reality is, inaction will do nothing other than maintain the old normal. Action, being anti-racist, will make change. Yes, I often do talk about race, and to some it may seem like I only ever talk about it. I will keep reminding those who are complicit with racism that it exists and it is not going away. I will continue to remind everyone that racism is causing great harm to the majority of the global population. I can do that. The more I practice it, the clearer I am with folks too. My second superpower is dancing. I love dancing and will dance to just about any kind of music that is playing. Sometimes I'll sashay across the floor. Sometimes I'll do a terrible version of the robot, much to the embarrassment of folks around me. Sometimes I dance at parties with a lot of people around. Sometimes I dance in the middle of the cereal aisle at the grocery store. Usually I dance at home with my family or by myself. Regardless, I love to dance. Dancing is a different kind of superpower than my skills of interruption. Taking a moment to express joy is something I don't always do. Taking care of myself isn't something I do often. Dancing allows me to pause, connect with myself and others, to express happiness and be free. We all deserve to be free.